the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim, to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. They're perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, August 1st, 2022, here to break down the MLB schedule on this Monday evening. Uh, We have a 10-game schedule, so we'll try to get this out to you guys as soon as possible. And joining me here to break down this 10-game schedule, my main man on the East Coast, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Munaf. Good to be with you. Uh, coming off a nice form, uh, five in one day. Excuse me, up three units last night. I needed that day. But, yeah, good to be with you. Got short games. I like I like a lot of plays today. Yeah, this looks like a pretty good uh, betting board here today in the MLB games uh for this schedule but how's your how's your weekend man you did anything outside of betting uh yeah i'm here on vacation at the beach uh with my girlfriend and her family so just trying to enjoy get a little reset before football season we got the hall of fame game coming up in a week so got to reset and reload yeah i can't believe it's already um august and uh, college football is right around the corner we have the hall of fame game this week like you mentioned but we're still going to be grinding out mlb here uh, as we itch ever, ever so closer to the playoffs, a lot of teams starting to separate themselves, but we also have a huge trade deadline that's going to yep. um, be ending or the trade deadlines on actually Tuesday, August 2nd. So any big trades that do happen, I'm sure we have reactions to that on the later shows. But Dylan, let's not waste any more time. Let's get this out to the people. Let's start it off with the first game of the uh, night here on Monday. It's going to be the Cincinnati Reds. Going down to South Beach uh, to take on the Miami Marlins. It's going to be a 640 Eastern start. Hunter Green on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. And Jesus Lazardo on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Uh, looking at the lines for this game currently, I am seeing. I do not see lines for this game. Uh, Dylan, what do you got uh, for your lines here for this game? For the Reds and Marlins, right? Yeah. Yeah, so right now the line's up at DraftKings, minus 135 for the Marlins, plus 115 for the Reds, over under is set at eight. So okay. for, I guess I'll just start it off with yeah. this one. Um, surprising, I, I'm going to back Hunter Green here. I did, make the, I did make the Marlins a small favorite, only up to a minus 120. At minus 135, I don't think I could back them right now. The Reds, they're playing good baseball. They just took two or three from the Orioles. I know I usually fade Hunter Green, but he just faced the Marlins last week, and he had a pretty good outing. He went six innings, only gave up two runs. He just got no run support. So I think the Reds are live in this one. If they're able to contribute about two, three runs, I think they're live. So at plus 120 was what I was able to get. I like the Reds here. 
Yeah, it just makes me nervous about like I don't know which Hunter Green I am going to get yeah. on any you know given night, and you know he's winless over his last five starts with a five point four zero ERA, and like you just mentioned that he did really well against the Marlins in his last start back on July twenty second last Tuesday, um, but on the road he's one in seven with a five point seven seven ERA, so. I don't know. Maybe that that start uh, over his last uh, game against the Marlins is is going to help him. And like you mentioned, that if he is able to get that run support, that maybe the first five innings uh, for the Cincinnati Reds might be worth a look here as well in this game. And Miami offensively just has not been very good. Um, I know they had one good game. I believe it was against uh, who did they just play this weekend? Was it the Mets that they played? Yeah, they played the Mets. Yeah, I think there was just one game where they had. Um, Actually, no, they got swept in that series. I thought, yeah, uh, they only put up a combined seven runs in those three games here. So now you have to go up against Hunter Green, who's uh, a guy that can strike out batters. But I think this is a good spot probably for the Cincinnati Reds. uh, First five innings money line for me in this game. Uh, Do you have anything on the total? Oh, for the total, I set my total at 7.4. So a little towards the under here. All right. All right, let's keep it moving here, Dylan. Next game on the schedule, it's going to be your New York Mets headed to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Nationals. Seven oh five Eastern start. Max Scherzer on the mound for the uh, New York Mets and Patrick Corbin on the mound for the Washington Nationals. Currently, seeing the New York Mets are a minus two forty five favorite. Um, the Washington Nationals are plus two oh five on the money line. Over under set at eight and a half at minus one ten each way. The run line, the New York Mets minus one and a half, minus one forty-five, and the Washington Nationals plus one and a half, plus one twenty-five on the run line. Here, uh, I'll leave this one off here, uh, Dylan uh, Max Scherzer. He's just he's dealing. I mean, there's no better way to put it. Six and two on the season, two point zero nine ERA, one hundred and four strikeouts, only fifteen walks. Last five games, he's pitched really well, but it just doesn't seem like he's getting that run support um, from the New York Mets uh, when he's starting. He did face the Nationals earlier this year where he went six innings, gave up three earned runs in that span. Um, and on the road so far this season, he's 3-1 and one with a 2.08 ERA's last start against the New York uh, Yankees was absolutely brilliant. He went seven shutout innings, only allowed five uh, hits in that game. Uh, prior to that, he had given up two earned runs each against the San Diego Padres and the Chicago uh, Cubs. But I think this is more of a game. Well, not only does it help having uh, – Max Scherzer on the mound, but you're on the other side. You're going up against Patrick Corbin, who has been absolutely atrocious this season. The numbers speak for themselves. I'm not going to repeat them. Everybody knows what it is. He got blown up in his last start against the um, the Dodgers in that first inning where he gave up six earned runs in uh, two-thirds of an inning pitched. Um, and against the Mets, he hasn't been very good either. And I'm trying to filter this number down here since 2021, Patrick Corbin is one in three with a 5.34 ERA against the New York Mets. He's allowed, um, at least two walks in uh, three starts this season against the New York Mets. This is already going to be a sports start against the Mets this season. He's 0-2 with a 6.70 ERA. He had one great start against them back on May 10th, 2022, but the recent form that Patrick Corbin is in right now, I just don't like it, and I, I only have to look to the uh, Mets' uh, run line here, minus 1.5. I'm also looking at Mets' first five-team total over 2.5 for this game, Dylan. What do you got? Yeah, I like the first five team total. I'm on the same thing on the run line. A little chalky. I got it at minus 134, minus 145, like you said. I still like it. I think there's some value here with the Mets. They're on fire right now, six in a row. Scherzer, like you said, he's been lights out since coming back. 
there's just no way I could back Patrick Corbin in the Nationals in this spot. And I think it's a little revenge spot because I don't think Scherzer pitched the way he'd hoped to the first time out. He gave up a little more than than uh, two runs, like three runs that you said. So mm-hmm. I also like Scherzer's K-prop as well, over seven and a half. Since coming back in early July, he's gone over this number in four of his last five starts. And the game he didn't go over, he had seven right on the dot. He, he didn't hit it by the hook. So I think the Mets continue to roll. I think we see another dominant performance by Mad Max. So I'm going to go over strikeouts for Mad Max, seven and a half. And I'm going to take the Mets on the run line. Yeah, I also do like uh, Patrick Corbin uh, walks allowed over one and a half. Like I mentioned, he's given up at least two uh, to the Mets in three out of the four starts this season, including three straight against the Mets. So I think that if they're able to stay patient at the plate, uh, I think that, you know, they can easily get those two walks. And uh, last note for this game, over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching, the New York Mets are number four in the entire league in weighted runs runs created plus uh, in the entire league. So I think that's only uh, to their advantage. They're batting 308 as a team against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks as well. So a lot of signs here, Dylan, pointing towards the Mets uh, in this game against Patrick Corbin. All right, let's keep it moving here. Next game on the schedule, it's going to be the other New York team. It's going to be the Seattle Mariners headed to Yankee Stadium to take on those New York Yankees, a 7.05 Eastern start. Uh, It's going to be Marco Gonzalez on the mound, I'm sorry, for the uh, Seattle Mariners. On the mound for the New York Yankees, going to be Domingo Herman. Looking at the lines for this game currently, I am seeing um, the New York Yankees are a minus 190 favorite. Seattle Mariners plus 160 on the money line over under set at nine uh, run line minus one and a half plus 105 for the New York Yankees and plus one and a half minus 125 for the uh, Seattle Mariners. Uh, Dylan, I will let you lead this one off, my man. Yeah, slight lean to the under nine. Nothing official. I made my total 8.2, but I do worry about Marco Gonzalez and how he'll do after a nice outing his last time. I want to see if he can be consistent here. And with Domingo Herman, he has lost his first two starts of the year, both very low-scoring games. So the Mariners, they've gone under this number three out of their last five games. You also have light winds blowing in from center field, so that's going to help us out a little bit in the Bronx. But... I'm going to take a chance. I know it's it's scary, especially in that ballpark, but I like the under here, under nine. Yeah, um, I was looking at this game, and you're right. The, the first thing that did make me nervous was um, Marco Gonzalez because the New York Yankees over the last two weeks are number two in weighted runs created plus against left-handed pitching as well. And, you know, Aaron Judge has been on fire, uh, to say the least, uh, for the New York Yankees. And, there's been times over this over this weekend where they did face the Royals where they were trailing in, in those games and they actually had to come back and win some of those games. I know they took an L uh, last night, I believe. Yeah, yesterday they took an 8-6 mm-hmm. loss against, a, um, against the Kansas City Royals. But if we kind of take a look at what this team has done after a loss this season, the New York Yankees, and I'm trying to update the numbers here real quick, um, they are 21-11. and 11. After a loss this season, uh, yeah, twenty-one and eleven after a loss this season, which is good for sixty-five point six percent for the New York Yankees. So I'll I'll lean with the Yankees here. I think you if the if the Mariners are gonna get out to an early lead in this game, you may want to come back and look at the Seattle. Uh, sorry, the New York Yankees live because there's been so many times and we've talked about this in the Discord server uh, as well as the Slack channel when we were there that it's almost an auto bet for you to bet the Yankees because of how good their offense is. 
um, to come back and win games. And we saw that we saw them do that multiple times. Um, at least coming back against the Royals. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see if we can get a live line if the Yankees do get down in this game. But I don't really have an official play in this game. I'm not laying a minus one ninety price against yeah, the no. Yankees, especially with Herman on the mound. No. All right, before we keep it moving here, guys, let me tell you guys where you can get down on these bets, and that is going to be at our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Um, WinBet, make sure to get down on their $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. There's a lot going on, and all you have to do is just download the app um, and head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to, c- to claim your free bets today. Offer stuff to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And also the SGPN Discord server. Make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. All you have to do is just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, Dylan, let's keep it moving here, my man. The next game on the board is going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks headed to uh, the Cleveland Guardians, a road game for the Diamondbacks. Your 7-10 Eastern start. For this matchup, Zach Davies on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Cal Quantrill on the mound for the um, Cleveland Guardians. Looking at the lines for this game, I am seeing the Guardians are a minus-155 favorite at home. The Arizona Diamondbacks plus-135 on the money line. Over-under set at 9 for this game with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus-115. Run line, minus-1.5, plus-125 for the Cleveland Guardians and the a run line for the Arizona Diamondbacks, plus one and a half, minus 145. Zach Davies is making his return back. I believe he was on the IL for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, his last game he pitched was all the way back on June 25th, over a month ago. Um, he he was in he was in okay form before he left uh, for the IL. His last five games prior to that injury, he was 0-1 with a 2.56 ERA. The two games that he did leave, he did allow uh, four earned runs and three earned runs or three runs respectively to the Padres and the Tigers. So not a lot of information here with Zach Davies. I'll tell you about uh, Cal Quantrill here for the um, Cleveland Guardians. On the season, he is 7-5 and five with a 3.97 ERA, 71 strikeouts and 33 walks over his last five games. Three and one with a 4.78 ERA. He's allowed 14 earned runs in about 26 and one thirds innings pitched. The one thing that really stuck struck out to me or stuck out to me, I'm sorry, for Quantrill is that he's a perfect five and zero at home this season for the Cleveland Guardians with a 3.19 ERA. Uh, only allowed 22 earned runs in about 62 innings pitched at home. And a lot of his games have gone over over his last five games. In fact, we've seen at least 10 or more runs scored. In his last five games against the opponents, um, he's had 15, 12, 10, 10, and 13. And in those four wins um, and in, over his last five games, uh, they've won four straight starts, have the Guardians, and they've scored seven, eight, 10, and eight. So um, we're not sure, or I'm not sure exactly how Zach Davies is going to look coming back from the IL. Uh, I'm going to lean or actually go with the Cleveland Guardians here. Um, I also do like their team total in this game as well because it, it just seems like the fact that 
uh, Quantrill is getting that run support from the Guardians uh, when he is starting uh, in his uh, games here, Dylan. Yeah, I like the Guardians in this one, too. It was like you were reading my notes, but uh, I was able to grab a minus 145. It's a little chalky with them, but I do think there's value. I made them all the way up to a minus 170 favorite just because I don't know how Zach Davies is going to do in his first start back. And usually in those situations, I like to fade a guy like that. So my boy, Cal Quantra, he's on the bump. Like you said, he's a perfect 5-0 and at home this season. Batters are only hitting 231 off of him in Cleveland. The Snakes, they just got swept by the Braves this weekend, now having to travel to Cleveland where the Snakes, they're just not good on the road, 18-29. and 29. Not a team you want to back on the road. So give me Cal Quantra. I do agree. I think it will be another high-scoring game. I don't know why, but he tends to give up a few runs, but the team bounce backs and gives him more runs than he needs. So I do. I set my total at 9.2, so I do like the over, and I'm also on the Guardians here. Yeah, they all, and the Diamondbacks also traded uh, one of their better bats and David yeah. Peralta over the weekend to the um, to the Tampa Bay Rays as well. So, uh, so uh, sorry, it's something definitely to keep in mind. So we both like the Guardians in this game. Um, Dylan does like the over, and I agree with that. I also do like the Guardians uh, team total to go over in this game as well. Just I don't know. It just seems like Quantrill's on the mound, and they give him that run support for whatever reason. But He's also given up the runs as well over his last five games. But like I mentioned, 5-0 and at home so far this season with a 3.19 ERA for uh, the Guardians. All right, next game on the board, it's going to be a AL Central matchup. It's going to be the Detroit Tigers headed to Minnesota to take on the Twins. It's going to be a 740 Eastern start. Tark Skubal on the mound for the uh, Detroit Tigers. And it's going to be Devin Smeltzer on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, let me see if they did post a line for this game yet or not, because I did see, and we are talking offline about it, Dylan, that we both saw Devin Smelter is going to be starting. No line yet, but I will kick this right to you because you are the man that does have the lines. Yeah, so I do see lines uh, of Twins minus 121 on the money line. Tigers wrote uh, underdogs plus 104 over unders at seven. Juice towards the over. But I made the Twins all the way up to a minus 140 favorite. So I I do like the Twins here at home. That's what I grabbed, the minus 121. I think this price is very generous just because the way the Tigers are playing, I I just can't back them right now. The Twins are coming back home after they had a brutal road trip. And I I think the boys are happy to be home facing the Tigers. Uh, Devin Smelser, he is on the mound for the Twins. He's lost his last three games, but it wasn't due to his performance. He he pitched really well at home this season and in those three games. It's just a case where he's not being able to get the run support that he needs. So I, I think he'll be able to limit this Tigers offense who they haven't been able to score five or more runs in over a week. So I think the Twins offense is better than the Tigers. So I'm going to take the home team. Give me the uh, Twins at this discounted rate. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I think that, you know, if the Twins are going to want to stay in the playoff fund or especially in that division, that they're going to have to start bidding some of the weaker opponents in that division. And I think that's going to have to start tonight with um, the Detroit Tigers and Tark Skubal. I mean, Tark Skubal, you know, last season he was one of the, again, I keep on saying this every time we talk about him, but he was one of the darlings of the MLB Gambling Podcast last year. But this season, he's kind of been inconsistent. I mean, over his last five games, he's been pretty good. He's 2-2 two and two with 3.45 ERA. This is, I believe, going to be his third start against the Twins this season. Um, in the first two matchups, uh, in one matchup in uh, Minnesota, he got blown up for five earned runs in five innings. And then uh, one start back on June 1st, um, 
at home in Detroit. He went seven shutout innings and only allowed two hits in that in that game. So I think that there's something there with Tarek Skubal's home and road splits as well. Um, he hasn't faced the greatest offenses in his last couple road starts. He did have the Oakland A's where he only gave up two earned runs. He did face the Royals where he gave up five earned runs in that game. So um, I'm going to, yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to go with the twins in this game as well. I think this is a spot where they can get right and get this offense going again um, to stay in that playoff hunt or even in that division race uh, in the AL central. Uh, everything for the total for this game, uh, Dylan total. I said at 8.1, I do think it'll be right. a lower scoring game. All right. All right. Next game on the board. It's going to be the Boston Red Sox in Houston to take on the Astros. It's going to be eight o'clock Eastern start. Nathan Avaldi on the mound for the Boston Red Sox and Luis Garcia is going to be on the mound for the Houston Astros. Looking at the lines for this game, currently the uh, Houston Astros are a big home favorite of minus 180 on the money line. The Boston Red Sox plus 155 on the money line over under is set at seven and a half. Uh, run line minus one and a half plus 120 for the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox run line plus one and a half. Minus 140. <clears throat> I will lead this one off here. Uh, Nathan Ovaldi has been struggling to stay, to say the least, uh, on the season four and three with a 4.43 ERA. And over his last five games, it has not been very good for him. Two and one with a six ERA. He's pitched 24 innings in that span and allowed 16 earned runs in that span um and he did face the astros once earlier this season where he got absolutely blown up by them one and two-thirds innings pitch in that game he did give up six earned runs in that game off of eight hits five home runs he gave up in that one and two-thirds innings pitched against the houston astros and look over his last three games it hasn't been very pretty for him either um his last start was against the cleveland guardians where he went six innings gave up four earned runs Lost that game 7-6. to six. We know about the game where the Toronto Blue Jays went into Fenway Park and put up 28 runs. Lost that game where he gave up nine earned runs. So just not he's not in good form right now, I guess, to say the least. And against the Astros, um, as a pitcher for the Red Sox, he hasn't had much success either. He is uh, 0-2 with an ERA of 13.5 against the Houston Astros. He's given up at least five earned runs in both of those starts. One start was last year on June 9th. The other one was this season, like I mentioned, on May 17th, where he got blown up as well. Luis Garcia on the mound for the uh, Houston Astros. Uh, <clears throat> I've talked about a lot that this is a pitcher that I like uh, backing on the road. But this season, he hasn't been very good at home. And uh, he is 8-6 on the season with a 3.81 ERA. Um, the wins are coming for him at home where he is 6-2. and two. But that ERA is a lot higher compared to his overall ERA, which is 4.89 at home. And his last start, he got hit by the Oakland A's, where he went five and two-thirds of an innings pitched, four earned runs, had four walks in that game as well. Um, I feel like, Dylan, and I want to get your number on this. I feel like this total is a little low at 7.5, especially with these two offenses. I know the Red Sox are missing Rafael Devers, but they were able to find – some runs at least over their last two games uh, in the series against um, the Milwaukee Brewers on Saturday, put up four runs. They won yesterday with seven runs. Um, I think this is a game where we do see some runs being scored. So I do like the over seven and a half in this game between Garcia and uh, Evaldi here, Dylan. 
Yeah, I made my total 8.4. I do think it's very low. I know Astros play a lot of low-scoring games, especially at home, but against Ivaldi, who, like you said, he's just been very inconsistent, and I, I just think with the bats with the Astros, they're really going to get to him. Uh, but my play is I'm going to take the Astros on the run line, plus 120. I know Garcia is better on the road than at home, but like you said, he's been able to get, what, eight, nine wins at home. They're, they're winning for him. It's yeah. just... The ERA is a little high for our liking. So I, I just don't know. I, I think their Astros are probably one of the best teams when playing at their home stadium as well. Uh, I do think Garcia is the better pitcher, in my opinion, in this matchup. He's he's actually been able to win his last four starts at home against some good teams. He beat the Yankees twice. He beat the Mets and the, the Royals, which we won't say is a good team, but three of the four good teams. Uh but like I said, this is just more of a fate against Eovaldi. He's just too inconsistent for my liking. So so is this Red Sox team. So give me the Astros here. I think this is a very generous place on the run line. Yeah, Astros number three in the entire league. Um, as far as their home record, 33 and 15, which is right behind the New yeah. York Yankees and the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. So, um, yeah, I agree about this. It might be a sweep this week or this early in this week here for the uh, Astros against this Red Sox team. It's not not very good right now for the Boston Red Sox, especially with the trade rumors of the Mets wanting to get both Christian Vasquez and J.D. Martinez on their roster. So um, we'll see what transpires. I'm going to try to get out to the game tomorrow night uh, between the Red Sox and the Astros. Munoff, how do you choose when your two teams are versing each other? Do you go with the Sox, or do you go with the team that's better this year? I I usually go with the Sox. I I'll wear my Sox gear out to the game, but you know I'm not mad if the uh, Astros do win. But um, you know I, I I can't I can't you know uh, turn and 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 be like that. I got straight. I got whether their team is good or, or whether it's not doing good. I, I got to go with the Red Sox. Though. True, but, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next game on the schedule, it's going to be the Baltimore Orioles uh, headed to Arlington to take on the Texas Rangers. 8.05 Eastern start. Spencer Watkins on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. John Gray on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, Texas Rangers are a minus 165 favorite, and the Baltimore Orioles are a plus 140 on the money line. Over-under set at 7.5 with juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5 plus 130 for the Texas Rangers and plus 1.5 minus 150 for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, Dylan, I'll let you leave this one off, buddy. What do you got for this game? Yeah, this one was a tough one, but I did end up backing the Orioles. I got them at a plus 150. These two teams, they just played in the beginning of the month, and the Orioles swept them. All three games were one-run games, so I would take that into consideration if you do if you are backing any run line here. I just trust Spencer Watkins in this situation. He's been better on the road than at home this season. In his last three starts on the road, he spent 16 innings and only allowed two runs. I think if he could keep this one close or even the Orioles give him the lead, excuse me, and give it to the bullpen, I think they'll be able to scratch out a win here on the road. So I think the Orioles are the better team right now. So I'm going to take my chance, and I have plus 150. I think it's a good price. Yeah, both these pitchers have been in really good form here, like you mentioned. Uh, Spencer Watkins, uh, last five games, he's 3-0 with a 1.93 ERA against the Rangers this season. He had a really good outing, six and two-thirds, four hits, one earned, one earned run allowed. And you said that he's been pretty good at uh, on the road so far this year as well. John Gray, uh, at home this season, he's a perfect 4-0 with a 2.93 ERA. Last five games, 3-2 with a 2.97 ERA. So um, I wish this number with the total was at 8. Um, and I would have taken the under in this game between these two pitchers. 
Um, maybe it does. Maybe if if it, we'll keep a, I'll keep an eye on it throughout the day. If it does get to an eight, I'll probably come in on the under. But uh, I think there's some value here on the Baltimore Orioles, especially at that plus one forty price, despite John Gray being undefeated at home so far this season. Uh, but I, I really like the pitching matchup between these two squads. Uh, so I think we have both have agreement on the Baltimore Orioles. And um, I will lean towards the under this game as well between Spencer Watkins and John Gray. All right, before we get over to the last couple games of the night, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private details passwords, communications, and all that stuff to your ISP hackers and advertisers. That's why we at SGPN use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, and all that stuff will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, Dylan, three games left on the schedule, my man. Let's get right into it. Kansas City Royals headed to Chicago on the south side to take on the White Sox. It's going to be 8-10 Eastern star. Brad Keller on the mound for the uh, Kansas City Royals. Michael Kopech on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. Looking at the lines for this game. White Sox are a minus 165 favorite. Uh, the Kansas City Royals plus 140 on the money line. Over-under set at 9, which used towards the under at minus 115. White Sox minus one and a half plus 125 on the run line and the Royals are plus one and a half minus 145 on the run line. Um, I will let you lead this one off here, uh, Dylan. Royals versus White Sox, Keller and Kopech. Nope, you're on mute, Dylan. Sorry about that. Uh, I I didn't want any parts of the side in this game, but... I do like the under nine. I made my total 8.2. So the weather and wind do scare me in this game because we have wind blowing out of center field at least around nine, nine miles an hour from last time I checked. But if you look at the recent games between these two, a lot of low-scoring games, four of their last five meetings have gone way under this number. I don't want to back the White Sox here because of how poorly they do play at home. And at this price, I, I think it's absurd. I do think the White Sox should be favored. I only made them a minus one forty favorite. So, in, in this spot, I think I think Kopech can have success against the Royals, but at home in Kopech starts he's six and three towards the under. So I, he pitches a lot of low scoring games at home. They don't score runs at home. I think maybe the Royals are live dogs if you're able to get a plus one fifty or better. But I like the under nine here. 
Yeah, Kopech is 1-3 at home so far this year with a 3.22 ERA. Brad Keller, I mean, he hasn't been great on the road. He is 3-4, and four, uh, but he has a 4.50 ERA. But he's pitched really well against the White Sox this season. Two starts, had, he's gone uh, 14 innings and only allowed four earned runs to the Chicago White Sox. So um, something to definitely keep in mind here. I did like the under as well. That wind is also makes me nervous, especially when it's blowing out to center. Uh, so I'll keep that in mind uh, as we kind of progress through the day. If that wind calms down, we're still going to be blowing out uh, nine miles per hour. So uh, I think we both like the under in this game and a little bit of value on the Kansas City Royals here as well, uh, coming off their victory over the New York Yankees. All right, next game on the board. Two games left here. Got the Colorado Rockies headed to San Diego to take on the Padres, a 940 Eastern start. Uh, Antonio Sensatella on the mound for the Colorado Rockies and Mike Clevenger on the mound for the San Diego Padres. Looking at the lines for this game, the Padres are a $2 favorite in this game, minus 205, uh, plus 175 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Over-under set at 7.5 with juice towards the under at minus 115. The run line, minus 1.5, plus 100 uh, for the Padres, and plus 1.5, minus 120 for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Antonio Sensatella on the season here. Uh, I mean, he's... He's been okay, I guess we can say. I think that's kind of how I put it when I saw this number for or the numbers when I was looking at uh, Sensatella. He is three and five on this on the season with a four point nine zero ERA, forty three strikeouts, seventeen walks. His last five games, he's one and two with a five point one one ERA uh, on the road. He's winless, zero and three with a six point five seven ERA. He did have one start against the Padres this season where he was really good. Six innings pitch. He only gave up one earned run in that game. Uh, did allow six hits. He did face uh, over his last four starts. So it's what's making me really nervous that he's allowed at least three earned runs in every single one of those starts against the opposition. And then we, we talk about uh, Mike Clevenger, who's again, another pitcher that's kind of been up and down for the San Diego Padres. Two and three on the season with a 3.38 ERA over his last five games. He's one and three with a 3.26 ERA. Winless at home, 0 and two with a 3.54 ERA. He did face the Rockies uh, earlier this year. Um, in two games, actually, he's appeared against them, against the Rockies. He's gone a total of seven and one third innings pitch. He's allowed 10 hits, six earned runs uh, to the Colorado Rockies, a 7.36 ERA, like I mentioned. I'm not sure I can trust Clevenger. I'm not sure if I can trust Sensatella in this spot, but I feel like the value here at least is on the Colorado Rockies um, on their run line at plus one and a half at minus 120, Dylan. Um, and I feel like this total, it, it's a little, it's, I feel like it's a little low in this game as well, but Sensatella does have success against his Padres teams this season. I know it's a very small sample, but those are the two ways I was looking at this game was Rockies plus one and a half, minus 120 on the run line, and then the uh, over seven and a half. Yeah, I do like the over seven and a half. I made my total eight, so I do think there's going to be runs. I think both pitchers will give up runs, but this just was another tough game where, I don't know, I just thought it was tough to find some value because uh, the Padres, they should be favored, but over $2 favorites a little much in my opinion. Um, But... I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to take the Padres here on the run line. I'm actually surprised to see plus money here because 
the Rockies have had the Padres number and especially Clevenger's number this season. I see a little revenge factor coming from Clevenger. He's lost the last two, like you mentioned. And I think being at home, it's, it's going to be a little more calming and in his element, hopefully for him. So the Padres are the better team, in my opinion. I think you want to fade Sensatella, who's 0-3 on the road this season. He gives up a lot of runs, so that's why I do like the over. I think Clevenger will give up some runs as well. But I think with this plus price, I was able to get a plus 105. I think that's good value here with the Padres on the run line. All right. Um, yeah, not the, not the prettiest of games on this no. Monday night schedule here, at least. Um, all right, let's keep it going here. Last game on the board. It's going to be the L.A. Dodgers headed to San Francisco to take on the Giants. 945 Eastern start. Andrew Haney on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers and Logan Webb on the mound for the San, sorry, for the uh, San Francisco Giants. Looking at the numbers for this game, the Dodgers are a minus 140 favorite. Logan Webb and the Giants are a plus 120 home underdog. Uh, Over-under set at 8 in this game with juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line, plus 1.5, minus 145 for the Giants. And the run line for the Dodgers, minus 1.5, plus 125 uh, in this game. Haney has been pretty good, at least so far. I mean, he hasn't pitched a lot of innings for the um, the the. I'm sorry, the Dodgers total uh, innings pitch for the season. He's at 19 and one thirds innings. He's only allowed one earned run for the Dodgers. He has a 0.47 ERA, 27 strikeouts, seven walks so far on the season. Um, I mean, there's a not, not a lot I can say here about uh, Andrew Haney. We're all kind of just waiting for him to, I guess, kind of regress because he doesn't very much. He doesn't have a large uh, sample size. He's only pitched four in a third inning on the road so far this year, which was against the Minnesota Twins back all the way on April 12th. So um, this is only going to be his second start for the Dodgers uh, in as many de- or in as many starts. I mean, this is his, his first start was against the Washington Nationals, where they won that game seven to one. He went four innings in that game, only gave up one hit. Uh, to the Washington Nationals. Logan Webb um, has been really good at home for the, the the San Francisco Giants. I think this dates all the way back to last season as well. Nine and four on the season, uh, 2.91 ERA, 108 strikeouts, 33 walks over his last five games. Logan Webb is two and one with a 2.23 ERA. Uh, he's only allowed eight earned runs in about 32 and one thirds innings pitched against the Dodgers this season. And one start, six innings pitched, five hits allowed, only gave up one earned run, did have four walks in that game, and only had two strikeouts. And at home this season, he's been really good, Dylan. Seven and two, the 2.43 ERA. Uh, Logan Webb uh, versus the Dodgers. I want to go back and filter this down since 2021. Um, he has four appearances against them. He's 1 and 0 with a 2.05 ERA. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs. Um, he's only allowed two earned runs or more just once in those four starts against the Dodgers. So it seems like he's kind of figured out this Dodgers team or he's at least limited them on their um, production. I'm going to go with the home puppy here. I I like the Giants here. I know they are coming off of the Sunday night baseball game, but it's not a travel situation for them. Uh, They're they're at home. They went home, got to sleep in their beds. They're coming back to the same ballpark at home. You have your ace on the mound, Logan Webb, who's done really well against the Dodgers. Um, And I'm just kind of, feeling that 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 regression is coming from Andrew Haney. I'm not sure if it's going to be in this game, but I, I think that at some point it's going to happen. 
I also do like the under in this game as well, uh, under eight in this game, or at least the first five innings, you probably want to take a look at under in this game as well. So I'm going to go with the whole puppy here, like Dylan likes to say, and also the under uh, in this game. Dylan, what do you got for this last game? Yeah, I like the under as well. I made my total 7.1. First five, I like even better, get the bullpens out of the way. But you're right, I'll just let you know. Now it's my dog of the day. I like the Giants here as well. I did make the Dodgers a short favorite, only up to a minus 110 favorite. But being able to get, I got plus 126 with Logan Webb at home is ridiculous to me. You you have to take, he's won four of his last five starts at home. He just pitched against this Dodger team two weeks ago. They lost, but it was on the road and he gave them five strong innings. They only gave up one run. So it was the bullpen who blew the game for them. I just trust Logan Webb so much more than I do Andrew Haney. I know there's he's pitched pretty well, but I'm in the same boat as you. I'm still waiting for him to regress right now, and I think this is this is a bad spot for him going on the road, taking on a pretty good Giant team. I know they haven't been the best team to back as of late, mm-hmm. but I think this is a good spot for them. So give me the Giants to upset the Dodgers here at plus 126. All right, there it is. So we both like the home puppy here uh, between the NLS matchup between the Dodgers and the Giants. All right, before we get into our lock and dog for the evening, let me tell you guys about our newest sponsor, Odds Trader. So what is Odds Trader? We're always scrambling to find the best odds on all the major sports books that are out there, right? We're trying to find that best line wherever that may be. And that's what Odds Trader really is. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books and you can also on their on their site you can compare the different sign up uh, promotions that they have the codes and the extra bonus that you can get from all the different sports books if you don't have a a uh, account with them yet the app also provides player statistics key game stats injury reports it also gives you projections uh on game day for weather we talked about the wind blowing out in chicago odds trader does that and it's the most informed it gives you the most information for making the best possible bets uh, daily. So make sure to check out Odds Trader. It also has a bet tracker. I know a lot of us, you know, maybe old fashioned like me, use a spreadsheet to write things down. But you can also keep track of your bets and and Indian records of all the games that you bet, whether it's in baseball, whether with football coming up this month. Odds Trader uh, keeps track of all that. Also. They help with handicapping. There's play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking, like I mentioned. Player statistics, key game statistics, like I mentioned, the weather. And again, like I mentioned, also keeping track of your bets because we got to see where we're doing well and where we are doing uh, wrong and finding where we're good at. So using that bet, uh, the, the bet tracker really helps. But all you have to do to get to the odds trader, make find those different odds for all those major sports books and find those promo codes and those bonuses. It's just go to oddstrader.com. Oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds trader is the number one site for all your game day bets. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. All right, Dylan, a short 10 game schedule here today. Let's get into our lock and dog for this. Uh, evening for the monday schedule you already tipped your dog of the day which was the giants i will let you uh give your lock here as well buddy what do you got yeah so my my dog is the giants like i just said my lock i'm gonna take a shot here with the twins at home i think we're getting a very good price here with devin smelser i know he lost his last three games 
I just expect him to turn it around. I think this is a good spot to take the uh, against the Tigers. And to, like you mentioned, Tarek Skubal hasn't looked the same home and against the road. So if they if they're able to get some run support for Devin, I, I think he could uh, limit the Tigers. So I'm going to take the Twins here at home at minus one twenty one as my lock. All right, there we go. So Twins money line lock for Dylan and his dog is going to be the Giants uh, full game with Logan Webb on the mound at. Uh, plus 123 is what I'm seeing right now on win bet. Um, for my dog, I'm gonna keep it in that same game. I mean, there's nothing else that I did like, but I'm gonna take the first five innings. Um, I'm gonna just trust Logan Webb here in the first five innings. Uh, that money line price right now over on win bet for the dot sorry for the giants is gonna be at plus 115. Again, Logan Webb at home, you're getting plus money odds. Uh, I know we're, we talked about they're coming off the Sunday night baseball game, but it's not a travel situation for them. They, they're sleeping in their own beds. Now they're going to get up against this NL West rival in the Dodgers, and we always know it's a rivalry between these two teams, uh, between the Dodgers and the Giants. So I will take the first five innings money line for the New, uh, for New York. I was going to say uh, New York Giants, but the San Francisco Giants um, in this game as my dog. For my luck. I'm going to go with the over seven and a half in the Boston Red Sox in the uh, Houston Astros game. I just feel like that number is a little too conservative, especially with the way Nathan Avaldi has been in recent form and not great history against the Houston Astros. Luis Garcia also gives it up at home as well. Talked about the ERA, which is close to five at home for uh, Luis Garcia. So I do see runs being put up in this game. So I will take the over seven and a half as my lock between the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros uh, for this Monday evening schedule. Dylan, uh, that's going to do it, buddy. Uh, we got through it pretty good amount of time here. Uh, hopefully we have some winners for the uh, people. You have anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? No, it's just been a good uh, good episode. Got, gave out a lot of winners. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like some uh, form of team will be back later, right, for the second episode. Yeah, we'll be back uh, later this afternoon uh, for the Tuesday games. I already see lines being dropped for that. So uh, we will be here, here in some form or fashion uh, for the Tuesday game. So uh, look out for that as well. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the sports for the MLP Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Good luck with your bets. Like I said, we'll be back later this afternoon for the Tuesday game. So make sure to tune in for that one as well. Let's break these books off. And let it ride.